Welcome to episode number 38 of the Elder Lama Podcast. This episode's quite exciting. In this episode, I have a conversation with Aaron Amesco, my brother, as well as Joshua Kuski, uh, one of our Web3 friends, somebody who we met in the metaverse. And we discuss NFTs, we discuss Web3 cryptocurrency, the AI revolution, how this is going to create mass joblessness, the role of entrepreneurs and visionaries in kind of healing that and making sure that people have employment in new ways, right? Around communities and projects that truly excite them and that are aligned with their interests rather than kind of the soul-sucking jobs that, you know, most people have today, right? This will be a time for disruption, but it will also be a time for us to reshape our society, reshape our economies so that we can actually prosper, right? Thrive, not just survive. We discuss the advent of generative AI, of creating videos on demand, of creating text to images and text to videos, um, how this is going to affect the world, how we will implement it. Uh, we discuss Joshua's NFT project and his community. He's blending artificial intelligence and cryptocurrency in order to empower people, incentivize them to build his NFT organization, right? And it, we get into the world of DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations. Uh, Aaron and I talk about interaction in our project and what we're doing there. And overall, this is a really, really inspiring uh, conversation. I absolutely recommend this episode for anybody who is interested in getting some insight into where we are technologically, right? Where the future of humanity is kind of pointing. And just, just if you want a good macroscopic view of, um, you know, economy, of history, of what's going on in culture right now, in relation to artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and these new technologies, I highly, highly recommend this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for being part of this community and just sharing, for commenting, asking questions, and uh, just supporting the podcast. You guys are awesome. I haven't really monetized this so much. This has just been for fun, for my passion, and I appreciate you listening. And Anyways, without further ado, welcome to the Elder Lama Podcast. Cheers! All right, welcome to the podcast. Today we're speaking with Joshua Kuski, one of our Web3 friends. You know, more and more we're making friends online, people we never meet, or if you do meet them, it's years later. And I think Joshua is one of these guys, right? Josh is building Katsky, one of his, it's an NFT project with a bunch of his friends. And um, I don't know how we how we met him, but but we've been having conversations about Web3, about right now DAOs. And um, I just want to open kind of the intention of what this conversation is going to be about Really, it's a conversation, you know, free flow, wherever the hell it takes us, like last time. Um, but some of my hopes is that we, again, like last time, we get to share what is exciting for us in each of our corners of the world, right? Josh, I want to hear what you're up to, what you're struggling with, what your doubts are, but also what excites you and what, what, what you're stoked about. And then we'll, we will do the same on our end. Yeah. And I just want to add real quick, just to shout out Josh here. This guy's working full time, has a gig on the side as well as growing Katsky, getting his hands dirty in the Web3 world um, early on. So shout out to Josh. Literally in my phone, he is Joshua Crypto Wizard. So just to give you guys some context. Cool. So Josh, we can we can send it back to you. Um, what's going on in your world? You know, based on everything we've been talking about, we're talking about DAOs. Take it wherever you want it. What What's exciting? What, what's on your mind? What ideas do you have that you would like to break open? There's so many things that I've been thinking about lately and 
it all generally revolves around technology. I think that's kind of where the most important uh, conversations can be had because everything, it kind of affects the entire world. Um, and right now I'm just focused on using these artificial intelligence tools and finding ways to provide value for people essentially. And well, I have my project Katsky. We changed the name to Katsky AI because really we it started as like a meme coin, whatever. We really want to do, you know, build artificial intelligence tools and combine them with Web3, right? So, and, and use NFTs and tokens and see how we can connect them together and how we can more or less leverage leverage these technologies to provide value for people and then capture it for the users of the project. So if you're holding the token, you're holding the NFT that we made, um, the value of those increase over time as we provide value by connecting these things together, right? And another thing that's really important, what you guys are saying, is we're, we're trying to leverage the community and incentivize them to help build the project and then get, you know, get tokens for that, right? And uh, through through artificial intelligence, my I, I had a, a thesis the other day that I came out. So I, I I thought of this, and it was AI is like the artificial intelligence is like the value creator, right? Like that is what can create a ton of value. You can generate art, you can generate text, you can you know generate video, you you know, and we'll see where it goes from. Um, and then cryptocurrency is like the incentive and the value capture model for the tools, right? And when you combine them together, you can build like a huge, strong community because you have the incentive, you have the value. You know what I mean? So if you have like a, a, a vision that people believe in, something like you guys were talking about, um, you can really, those are the tools to combine them to make a, a really strong project, in my opinion. Totally, man. Yeah, I think, you know, using NFTs, tokenomics, social tokens within a community it's so powerful. Like you don't have to, like there will be a direct exchange of value. Like I can give you tokens and these tokens have real world value. That is unheard of before, you know, what, 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 what can you equate that to? Like, I don't, I don't know if there's any system that's similar, like besides me giving you a physical item like gold or giving you like oil or giving you resources in the physical world, there's nothing quite like it. It, it really liberates the free flow of value and it may it binds communities it makes them stronger and you, you combine ai tools to scale you combine the social tokens and you combine that with a, a massive transformative purpose man and you can create communities that that are so powerful because people are invested in the community they have a say of you know they feel like they are a part of it because they don't just feel like they are part of it. They are a part of it. Like on paper, on blockchain, there is proof like you are part owner of this thing. And I, what I'm so excited about too is the secondary market, right? If you're tired of being in this community and say this community got bigger and bigger and bigger and there's a limited quantity of spots within this community, you can go and you can go ahead and sell that. And if you were the original owner, you can collect royalties on that NFT for the rest of your life if it continues to sell. Like, that's crazy. You're now, you're creating like stocks, uh, basically like a stock in, stock infrastructure without having to go and create a stock portfolio or, you know, without having to become a publicly traded company. You just launch on Web3. It's powerful. Yeah, I love that. Um, that's such a good way to put it. It's like AI is the value generator and then crypto is how we capture that value and exchange it within our communities. 
one thing that I know excites Aaron and I is creating a system in which you don't have this very, very sharp hierarchy, right? Where all the energy flows to the top and all the value flows to the top, right? What these DAOs and these organizations, these communities with these incentive structures and like, you know, programmable NFTs that like you say, like when you do this certain behavior or when you uh, reach this certain milestone, you're going to get this many tokens. What that allows is for you to pump the the value that you make, pump the revenue, the increase in energy of the organization into the extremes, right? Into the people on the front, right? So that the the creator of, of the thing doesn't um, get all the value. It's like, no, the people who are actually doing good things for the organization, building it, they're the ones who are empowered. Yeah. What we're doing right now, um, well, I guess before we get into kind of our project, I want to hear more, you know, the, you brought up, this 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 is a new concept. What, what you just shared, it's like you have AI to create value, and then cryptocurrency to uh, capture that value. Tell me more about how those things integrate, right? Because I, I I'm you know, oh, kind of well versed, I would say, in the AI world based on you know what we know right now, to the extent that you can be, right? And um, I know a little bit about crypto, but I'm not exactly sure how those those connect. You spend a lot of time thinking about it, and I want to hear more about that intersection. Right. I mean, so we have one example that we're right about to launch with the project. And what it is, is we've built an Etsy store. And this Etsy store, we can have digital products. And what we can do is we can get the users, we can teach them how to make these digital products for us using all online tools, all AI and stuff. We can make this product, sell it, right? Like through a store. So then incentivize people say, hey, if you make a great product and it starts to sell, Here's a bunch of tokens, you know, congratulations, you know, and then also the revenue from, from this business, we can pump back into the token. You know, there's, there's all kinds of different uh, ways you can play with the money. You know what I mean? You don't have to, it doesn't have to just go one to one person. Cause when you're doing this, the community is making money for the community. You know, if, if like in this case, we're going to give the money more, like generally most of it is going to go right back into the value of the token, value of the NFTs and, um, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a snowball effect because it'll start and people will see, oh, this tool, this tool is really useful. I can make money through this project. <laughs> now it's like, okay, well, I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to do more. I'm going to do more. And then we're going to probably just kind of just find many, many avenues of uh, little web like value generation, you know, and little bit ideas and stuff. I see. So what I'm hearing and what I love, because this is so, you know, connecting to what we're doing as well is that you're creating a universe where if people are wanting, they, they can go in and immerse themselves and learn and make money building this project for themselves, right? How are you building the the roadmap or, or uh, the education so that they can actually go in, learn all these tools, and then be able to implement them? So the Etsy store, like we've, we did a big, a big slideshow presentation, very detailed, we've gone a bunch of times of how to do it step by step. here's all the links what you have to do what we recommend here's examples and going through there and eventually we'll do videos and we'll get into more more in-depth you know teaching teaching methods but we're starting with the presentation and that's just the beginning is there anything that um any any hiccups that you've encountered you know uh, i think that this is new territory the, the, the kind of organization that you're creating is something that you have this massive transformative purpose or this mission, 
and you're creating mechanisms that allow people to leverage AI and the blockchain to empower themselves and also to grow the organization. These are new structures. These are new mechanisms. It's a new, I think, evolution of economy, right? And, and this has been going on for billions of years. Let's take it way back. Like we go back to prokaryotes 4.5 billion years ago. Like there was exchange of energy. There was, you know, there was exchange of molecules, ATP, all that good stuff. And when you get to the, a certain level, when you get to the humans, you start to see that in societies, right? No longer are we cells. We are humans and we exchange value, right? We're sharing ideas right now. This is value. This is memes, right? This is information. And what cryptocurrency does, I think we can agree, is it opens up a new level of organization for economy, right? A new way to exchange value with higher fidelity, so that information's not lost and more, it's like a more pure crystalline system, right? Like right now, let's take like just the United States economy, just for an example. It's it's a lumbering giant with a lot of inefficiencies. It's a bucket that's super leaky and it's on its way out. And by integrating these technologies, AI, cryptocurrency, all this good stuff, we're going to access a new level of economy, right? So w when we think about that, when we think about us creating a new um a new way to move this energy and, and empower every member of our organization, right? So that they're not just being stepped on, right? Everybody gets to profit and earn and win by working towards this cause. What comes up for you and your mission and, and what you want to do? Is there is there anything, any idea that comes up or is inspired by that concept? I just think a lot of people have a ton of value in tons of different skills. And I think we talked about this last, last time, like everybody is into their own different thing. And we've seen with web two, that if you can build a community behind it, you can, you know, make tons of money with it. That's, that's what YouTubers are. Right. And there's, there's just so much more examples for that to be the case now. And I think that's kind of the, the end goal for me with the AI technology, with the cryptocurrency technology, all these things together. And there'll probably be more technologies. Um, to add to the suite, but combining these to, to allow a regular person to take what their interest is and make money from it, make a living off it and not be a slave to some shitty job that they don't like. Right. That's, that's to me, that's the end goal. That's end game. And that's what I want to do as well. So, I mean, that's, yeah. I think what you just said is the solution to the massive joblessness that AI is going to introduce. They're, they're, they're equating AI to fire. If not, bigger than fire right like they're saying that in the next what 20 years we're going to experience 100,000 years of technological advancement hundred next 100 years we're going to experience 20,000 years of technological advancement that's insane man so just imagine being a caveman and you're the first guy to discover fire you have instantly more energy you have you are ahead of the pack bro and every day that you use fire and another tribe doesn't use fire you just get faster and faster and, and better than them. You have more energy saved. And that's exactly what's happening here, except it's going to be radically accelerated. The first people to understand these technologies are going to be light years ahead of the person who discovers them a month later. So it's, it's really imperative that people understand that this is not just like, you know, a simple tool. This is going to radically create disruption and yeah you, you said you know web 2 you could create a web 2 community and you could become successful right and the person that became successful within that community was the creator of the community 
if you had an Instagram page that was a motivational Instagram page, people were empowered because they got value in terms of like, oh, you changed their state. Like, oh, I felt good from reading that post. But they didn't get anything back, right? Besides that, the creator keeps all the ad revenue. The creator keeps all the money from the products. Web3 is going to allow everyone to have ownership of that Instagram page. Like, And what it's going to do is it's going to push everybody into niches. Like everyone is going to have their own niche and be able to make money in their own niches. Like no longer are there going to be these giant general pages. It's going to be very niche. Like if you like Hot Wheels and that is your passion, there is now going to be a group of people with whom you have a stock-like infrastructure where you sell Hot Wheel-like products, you know. It's quite amazing, man. I so, think we said about this is how we solve the joblessness. Talk more about that. Yeah. What yeah, I think problem? Yeah, the problem is I think they're saying 80% of jobs will be well first education, information businesses and as well as uh healthcare are going to be like massively disrupted. Like all those jobs are going to go first. And then with robots, all the other jobs, like 80% of jobs are going to be gone. People are like the the top AI leaders are saying universal basic income will be a thing. Now, if we keep things all if we keep things constant, AI is going to disrupt everything. There's going to be a loss of jobs. But what AI is going to allow is an increase in productivity. And it's in that increase in productivity that the jobs will be in. Jobs will move there, you know, and It'll be scary for, I think, a good man. I can't even predict, but I think eventually good things will come. You know, I think there will be some famine. There will be some disruption, but good things will come after that. What do you think, Josh? Are you how do you feel about AI? Is it going to disrupt society? Do you think we're going to make it as a civilization? Is there some fear around that? So first off, I think we'll be fine. You know, there will be horrible, horrible things that come from this, but there's also horrible, horrible things that come from every new technology and new change in the world. It's not, it's not, you know, specific to artificial intelligence or to crypto or anything. Um, but I was, I had this thought and I was thinking like when, with AI being introduced, there's this hump that we got to get over of like, oh, people are going to lose their jobs. And, 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 and that's true. Right. And, and, and I love the idea of you're not going to lose your job to AI. You're going to lose your job to a guy who uses AI. I like that a lot because it brings, I think there's more hope in that message uh, yeah. if you know, to, to get involved. Um, but over the hump is humans are not going to be doing these crappy jobs that we don't like to do. That's over the hump. And, and what we're going to incentivize here is we're going to incentivize people to build value in the community, in society, socially, right? Because we're going to be in an age of abundance of energy and food and technology, like, you know what I mean? We'll have everything that we need theoretically, and it's going to become a social game. It's going to become who is, it's, it's a popularity, just being friendly. Like, I, I think people will become nicer overall and we'll be doing better jobs or have, have, have more fulfilling uh, ways to spend our time. I agree. And I think there's going to be like a death to some of our identity as, you know, Western folk, I think the greater world as well. You know, we're defined by our work. We're defined by the amount of output we do. And when we lose that, you know, there's going to be a half. There's going to have to be a transformation of our values. Like what we value is going to have to change. How we define our work and ourselves is going to have to change. And I think that will take time. You know, for the last hundred years, we've been defined by our careers. And soon it's not going to it's not going to be that because there isn't going to be basic careers anymore. It's going to be 
your interests. But I think, like you said, it's going to be more more positive, and I think people can adapt to positivity much quicker. So the fact that they will learn that, oh, I can make money with my interests is going to be a huge burden off people's backs. I think it's going to be, you know, they're, they're saying it could be a utopia, right? But we'll see. Utop- I don't think utopia exists, but it'll be a much be more beautiful civilization. You know, one thing that came to mind with everything you guys were just talking about, one sentence struck out, struck out to me, right? And I guess it's that economy's evolving. And it's it, it like it has been evolving for, since the dawn of life on Earth, and it's not stopping, right? It's still evolving. We're not suddenly in like if you look at the modern economy of the world and you know the modern form of working and jobs and like most people not really liking their jobs, they're just doing it because they need to you know support themselves and their families. That's going away, right? We're entering a world where you're going to be able to do things that you actually love and be rewarded for it. Like let's go back a hundred years. Right. What, were, what the hell were people doing back in 1923? You know, there were working textile mills, probably working manufacturing jobs like creating cars, right? Whatever else they were doing. There were, you know, there was different jobs, right? And guess what? Those jobs were even they, they even had far less freedom that, than the regular jobs do today, right? There's been an evolution. Look back in 1920s, right? 1820s. What, what kind of work did they have then, right? To now, there's been a difference. And that's going to continue. We are an evolving species still, and this isn't our final form, right? We're going to evolve. Things are going to get better, right? There's going to be struggle. There's going to be like a phase of adoption and implementation, but I think it's going to go great. One of the main questions with the advent of AI is like mass joblessness. What the hell are we going to do, right? Where are all these, you know, Tom Billy gave this example of when they're creating a new video game and they create some uh, package, right? in the virtual world, some form of digital art. Usually 50 hands touch that, 50 experts, right? Somebody does the shading, somebody does the, the shaping, whatever the hell, I don't, I don't know too much about it. But 50 people touch it. Now one AI can do the job of 50 people, crazy. right? What happens to those other people, the 49 people? Well, they become workers of the new economy of projects like this. So this is so powerful because... I just realized that like, you know, the trainings that you're creating for Katsuki AI and that we're creating for interaction, you know, th- this this process that people can come in and learn and get training and be empowered to work for their benefit and for the benefit of the community. We're not just building a project. We're building new organizations. Yeah. This is the future of organizations. I predict that what we're going to see is is massive transformative purposes arising like wildfire everybody's going to propose i have this massive transformative purpose that is very important to me recite i don't know recycling plastic and making flip-flops you know that is a that is a massive transformative purpose it might not be as massive as like you know get everyone ai tools or gather humanity but it is still important to somebody and i guarantee you there's a hundred thousand other people who that is important too. And they're going to get behind that massive transformative purpose. So all of these people are going to start to get behind massive transformative purposes. And you're going to be able to make a living within that. I kind of want to flip the the conversation here and talk about generative AI. I'm super excited about the release of Gen 2. It's still a little chalky, a little shitty. But now we can do text to video. We saw how fast mid-journey evolved. We saw how fast we went from GPT-2 to 3 to 4. Gen 2 is going to be Gen 3 and Gen 4 soon, and you're going to be able to say, 
you know, build me a ma you know, build me a video of Mr. Beast and this guy collaborating with Spider-Man on a rooftop. And it's going to build it, you know. And Diamandis and Emad Mostak are talking about Hollywood being over. Hollywood's over. Directors, movie makers are over because in the blink of an eye you can say blend Spider-Man and Shrek and make it based in Paris and make me a main character in that movie. And it's going to render a movie instantly. That's pretty powerful. Now, let's just say you have the power of text-to-video movie making at your fingertips. What movie are you making? What movie are you ma like? What are you going to see? What are you going to prompt? What show are you going to create for yourself to watch? I would make a remake of The Wolf of Wall Street, but in the crypto world. Oh shit! That's, awesome. like, that's what I would make because that's that's like my favorite movie, and I love Wall Street. I love the, all that kind of stuff, and I think uh, the the theme of like DGENs and and like like the language that we have nowadays is just like hilarious, and I think it would be great. Um, awesome. I I just think that would be great. How, how about you? What do you think? Great answer. I get the sense you've thought of that before. No. <laughs> no. What about you? That's a good question, man. I think, I don't know. I think I would want to see, like, I don't know about, about, about movies, but what I would do is I would obviously get all of my data, all of my conversations, all of my podcasts, all of my essays, put it into a large language model so that it creates a basically a version of myself. I would render myself into like a, a, a show or a movie type setting and I would render all of my top, like the people that I look up to, like, you know, Jordan Peterson, Jonathan Peugeot, Alan Watts. Whoa. And I would ask a question and I would have it simulate in front of me so that if there's anything that I need to know or like understand or if there's a question that I really need to grapple with, I would project it into this space and I would be able to converse with like some of the top minds and be able to come up with answers. I think that'd be a cool use case. That was sick. That's really awesome. I've already asked ChatGPT to, I said, talk to me like you were Terrence McKenna or talk to me like you were Ram Dass and I just have it speak to me. And it's powerful. I mean, there's so much data on these guys, so it's it's going to create similar answers. I want to, we'll, we'll table that topic, you know, of let's get in, we'll, we'll definitely get into this topic of the importance of data and how that's going to be so crucial for us. And how do we start gathering data? What kind of data do we need to start gathering? And how are we going to leverage algorithms to help us in a year when that shit's available? You don't want to go into that now? Let, I do want to go into that, but okay. first I want to give my answer. Okay, okay, yeah. So I wouldn't render a, a movie. I'd render a book. Okay, and my favorite series is by Brandon Henderson. It's called The Stormlight Archive. And it tells a story that I think is highly relevant to where the world is right now. The story is about this civilization that is approaching doomsday. It's approaching an apocalypse. And this is probably, it's not the end of the world, but it is a transition phase, right? And in this book, symbolically, these demons are going to descend upon the earth and destroy everything, right? And they're putting the clues together of ancient ruins and like, they're remembering, holy crap, this has happened before. We have 50 days until this happens to us. During this time of high stress, right? Stress spiritually, I think. It's, it's stress on, on the entire like human psyche, and yeah, economically and politically and socially and many other ways, the Knights Radiance were called, right? During this stress, during this transition period, these humans were beginning to be activated and they started to get powers. 
right? And they started to be able to, to use light from a storm, like electricity, to fly or to create epic art or to speak any language and connect people and gather people. And they each had a skill. And I think that's what's happening right now. The world in a transition phase, there's, there's chaos, there's a lot of darkness, there's a lot of crazy energies. And it's up to people who have at least a little bit of foresight, right? The entrepreneurs who are going to leverage AI and do good. The people who want to bring their communities together and just uphold values like family and community and abundance and prosperity. These are the radiance in the real world. These are the people who are prioritizing becoming their best selves for the good of the world. I would render a movie of the Stormlight Archive in the context of what we're seeing right now and where, where civilization is right now in this moment because I think it's a very special moment. And I would see how it plays out, right? All these leaders like being able to be activated around the world and they start creating at whatever their highest potential is. Yeah, I love how you said, you know, these people are activated using light, right? Using some 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 other power that is that is in the world. I mean, that's literally what's happening is like with AI, some people are using AI to build stuff. You said render images, create art. Like that is what's happening. It's and it's pretty awesome. Now, you talked about data, right? Data is so important. I think the people who already have done a ton of podcasts. I mean, we're early. We don't have a ton of data out there, but all of the YouTubers, all basically, we each have a digital footprint, a digital identity. And the more the more of yourself you've put on the internet, the more of yourself you can load into these language models, the more data you have to spit back to yourself, which means the more powerful your data will be, right? Or the more the more powerful your answers will be. And I had an insight. You don't you know, I'm always, I used to be like perfectionist about content and like I have to perfect all the content before uploading it. And I'm like, dude, fuck that. All you have to do right now is just get as much as yourself on, on audio, like get a freaking microphone or a tape recorder and record yourself all day. Externalize your thoughts. Don't just think to yourself, think directly into a computer and don't worry about posting it. Just start to create files of your data. Start to start to create files of your own conversations so that when the time comes to upload your data to create your own language model, that is basically going to serve as your AI assistant or your AI twin, you already have data. So I think anyone listening right now, don't wait to get your digital identity or digital footprint on the internet. Start to build your data set right now by speaking into a tape recorder and putting it on a Google hard drive because someday the tool is going to be there to create your own model and it's going to be easy. Great idea. What comes up for you in terms of data? Um, this is a new concept for me personally, you know, like, oh, data. I only recently started thinking about data when I started to learn about its relevance to AI language models and how it's going to be part of the optimization of your business, right? Your AI assistant, your t digital twin, as they call it. What is your perspective on data? Like, where are you in that world? So I think there's a lot of data in the world. Like I'm not even thinking as deep as, as you're thinking, but I it just in general, there's so much data across the board. If we can collect that and use AI to analyze it, we can do, we can, we can optimize everything like crazy. Right. So that's what I'm more interested in. I was working on a chatbot last night and, and it was, I found out a way that I could start collecting data from users uh, who interact with the chatbot. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is great. Cause then I can make this big database and we can, pull them and ask what they like, what they don't like. And, and, you know, I just get so many, so much insights from that, but I don't know if I have a, a crazy, that's, that's crazy that you say that I, I have heard of people saying like, Oh, like get your, 
you know, record your, your grandparents while they're alive and stuff and, and your parents and get, get, you know what I mean? Get them recorded down because then in the future you can make them, right. you know what I mean? With, with, yeah. with the artificial intelligence. I'm like, that's a beautiful idea. That is, you know, that you is talk, Imagine you could talk to your dad that died, yeah. you know, like that's, yeah. a, that's a crazy, crazy thing. So yeah, I really do like the idea of uh, recording video, like video sound, you know, all that would be yeah. valuable for even just for that use case. Totally. Dude. And there's so many use cases that, that haven't been, haven't emerged yet, dude. Like there's so many use cases for YouTube channels, new ideas emerging, emerging constantly. There's going to be trillions of use cases for AI and I'm excited to see where this thing takes us, bro. Yes. The fact that you had such a different perspective and you're thinking in a different world for me, just reminded of how abundant the universe is. Because in that moment, like we're, we're, you know, we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about data and how we can implement it. And we can implement it in radically different ways, right? It's not a race against each other, folks. It's like we each have such a unique fingerprint of interests and desires and skills and natural knacks. And whatever you are and whatever you love, like you don't need to take one step away from that like make r equal zero don't take a step away from who you are and just do do what you like yeah. don't do what you've been sold on the internet right and i think i want to kind of expand on that right i think the i mean there is no such thing as evil algorithms these are just algorithms that occur and that's what happens and you know social media is what social media is because that's how it is and what we're seeing is you know, ideas that are popular because the algorithm lets them explode, becoming ideas that dominate the public. For example, there are ideas that we all have to be millionaires, that we all have to have the bag and travel the world. And that makes people fucking miserable because that's not what everybody's supposed to do. But because that is what's being highlighted in the public, we all think that's what that's what we want to do. So what we're seeing is like values that aren't even in line with who we actually are as a core being, like you said, at R equals zero at inside of myself, that it's driving a lot of people crazy. They th they're, they're putting on a bunch of different values that they don't even need to have, that they that they shouldn't even have in the first place. So I think with this massive joblessness, with this abundance that we're entering, it's going to be, there's a, there's a very important question that's going to come into people's minds and, and it's going to increase with every day that goes by. It's like, who am I? What do I love and what do I value? And I think if we start in the world and try and go out in the world and create something, you know, not at R, not at R equals zero, like knowing yourself, like there's a reason that all of the Bibles and all of the religious, uh, all of the religions of the world preach one thing. It's like know yourself, right? Because it's only when you know yourself that you can act in the right way in the world. So that I think people are going to come back to themselves and really, really, really start to delve into their passions. So I think that's part of rewriting you know, the whole, uh, who, who are we as a civilization? What's our objective? Why are we here? For anybody listening, you know, I think you, we can all resonate with that message. Like, yeah. How would you recommend people begin that process of knowing themselves? Dude, I think the, the universe, like what we see with chat GPT, right? Is like this infinite potential. You can pose a question into this infinite potential and, a, and, and, a, and something comes back. That is not a pattern that is unique to ChatGPT. That is a pattern that is unique to the universe. Why is it that in the religions that, you know, ask and you shall receive, like, 
like life is the ultimate chat GPT. And the better questions you ask, the better your prompts are, the better the answer is, right? So the better your, your question is, if you start to ask questions, ask the right questions. You're not going to know by closing your eyes and instantly close your eyes and you're going to have like a moment where you're like, I know who I am. I know exactly what I want to do and what my passions are. Like it's going to take time of probing your subconscious. We can equate the infinite potential of ChatGPT to your subconscious. And your conscious mind is you typing into the prompt field, right? Conscious mind, you typing the question. Your subconscious mind is ChatGPT and all of its network, node and potential. So we have that same capability here. We have our subconscious, which is this infinite field of data. We are, you know, beings with so much wisdom within us. And I think it's within our subconscious mind. Probe a question into your subconscious. Ask who you are. Ask what you need to do. Ask the right questions and the right answer will come in time. Fire. Put your phone down. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Like the people, people are addicted and I am too. Very much so where you get into a death scroll because that's what you're, you know, that's how the social media works, blah, blah, blah. Um, we are far smarter and far more valuable than we think we are. Once we start just scrolling and doing all this stuff, like you get into a, a zone and then you're numb, right? Like you can't, you're just in a zone, but if you put Man. your phone down for a while and you spend some time with yourself and you go for a walk, and you go fishing and you do something that you just have time to think you go for a bike ride you do what you need to do um you will find yourself in my opinion you know and the other thing is just going out and doing stuff as well but but stop stop uh numbing yourself with the technology with the phone i feel that man it's become more it's become more addictive like i find it wasn't like you're you just illuminated like holy shit this is more addictive than it was three years ago dude I would love to compare it to drugs like meth, marijuana, and like see the dopamine levels and see how how bad is it, you know? I I feel the pull, bro. I feel and the pull to go and scroll. What happens when you create an AI that optimizes for activating your dopamine pathways? And it just scans your eyes and it looks at your subtle facial features in order to make this algorithm something that you begin to look and you cannot look away because that's exactly what it is already. You know, it's like you open one TikTok and then you're in a doom scroll for two hours, right? What happens when that has an AI behind it whose goal is to make you watch? A lot of dystopia. Now, with this, I heard Peter Demandis talking about um, the future of, of this problem right here. It's like, in the future, we're going to be able to cultivate and curate our information flow that's going into our minds, right? Right now, it's kind of difficult, right? There's like centralized algorithms that kind of feed us whatever the algorithm is going to feed us. A lot of negative news, a lot of comparing yourself against other people who are not even happy. A lot of false values that are actually steering us further apart and further away from peace, which is all we really want. But in the future, you know, maybe all that's decentralized and you get to cultivate your information flow and your news based on the context that is relevant to you and your goals, right? You get to optimize for having a mindset of abundance and prosperity and self-confidence rather than whatever this algorithm is optimizing for. If you had that, if you had the ability to curate the information flow going into your brain, right? And have an AI system and have something giving you news in a specific context, what would you want to optimize for? What would you want 
the information to steer your mind towards? What goals would you try to aim for? That's just a personal question or? Yeah, personal. Well, right now I, I, I already do. I think like you were saying that it, it's not as easy right now. Maybe that's true, but I, I cut off all the crap and I listen to podcasts. I listen to Peter DeMontis. I listen to, you know, these kinds of people. And you can, in my opinion, you can already, you know, zone in and take in what you want to. And I've, I've taken in tons of like horrible war crap going on and blah, blah, blah. And COVID, everyone went through COVID and, you know, it puts you in a bad state, you know, but if you turn that off and you look at something good, I mean, your, your entire perspective changes, even in the subconscious, you know what I mean? Like you're just not thinking about it, but if I had the, the power, I don't know, man, cause I've just been on such a, such a, a learn uh, grind, you know, self-improvement kind of, kind of thing right now. And I think that's what I would want anyway in the future, because I, I don't want to stop doing that. I don't think there's an, there's an end state, right? Self-improvement is a, is a process that will happen until you die. And I think the minute you stop wanting to improve is I think the day you start to die. So if, if you can just live the rest of your life, like expanding, it's about, you know, just expanding, you know, breaking frames, breaking systems, keep on, you know, keep on keeping on as they say. Yeah, like, I mean, it matters to the individual as to like what, what you really find value in fundamentally, right? Like, I like building stuff and I like learning about stuff and I like talking about fancy, complicated topics like this because it's fun and it's, I don't know, I'm just into it, you know? So if you're some, some dude who's not into this stuff, then what's, you got, you got to align with what you're into, right? Like, I think that's, you know, it doesn't have to be self-improvement until you're 99, you know, mine probably won't be, right? Like, but I, I, right now, that's what I like, yeah. Love it. Any questions for us? How was the move? That was good, man. Kansas City, loving it. Um, California to Missouri has been definitely a transition. But uh, I think after a good week, I was like, yeah, I love it. It's nice. The city is so close. Like, people are cool. Um, we have a little property out by a lake. So it's like a nice little getaway. So it's been good. I'd say we're more prepared for the AI apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. You guys are out in the woods or what? We have, we have a spot out in the woods, yeah. Okay. Right now we're in the city in an apartment, but we, we just bought a spot out in the woods to, oh to prepare God. for the AI apocalypse. <laughs> oh, congratulations, boys. That's excellent. Fucking thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was a good big move for our family. Thanks. Yeah, what, what's going on in your world? What's uh, I guess what, what's next for you? Like, what, what Any goals or visions for you that you want to kind of bounce off us so that we might render them in imagination for each other i think similar to last time i mean i want to get out of my nine to five i want to spend my time thinking about and and participating in web3 and into artificial like these technologies you can tell you can make money with these very easily and become self-sustaining and and that's really what i want to do so i can just spend my time a little little better than sitting at you know a computer doing something for someone else all day you know, that's, that's my core fo like focus right now. And I just, I'm just head down on that. You know, I just, that's what matters the most to me. I'm, I'm trying to take a couple businesses off the ground and that's, that's mostly what I think about, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't do much else. I love that, bro. Yeah. Um, so you, right now you're, you're, you're kind of becoming versed as well as doing engineering, as well as, you know, building crypto, you're building chatbots. So how how's that going? Are you pretty proficient at it? So I don't have like I don't have like lots and lots of time to do this all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? I had more time to do it, honestly. But when yeah. I do last night I sat down for like two, three hours and just 
hustled it and learned so much. And, you know, you can feel it. It's like, you can feel it. It's like, oh, this was good. This was really yeah. good. Towards where I'm trying to go. Um, so That's it's, awesome. it's going well when, when I get the time to do it, I just wish I had more time to do it. You know, there's family, totally. family stuff and working all the time and you got to go to the gym. And I, I, it's the time thing is the thing that kills me. Cause I know I could do anything. I really, I really believe I could, I could do anything. Honestly, if I wanted to build a something or do whatever, I just, any time. Dude, absolutely. You can do anything. And I speak to you. You have so much drive, bro. And it's inspiring to connect with people like you, powerful minds. Yeah, man. And I think, you know, as we launch our, our movement, you know, I suspect we might need some chat bots here or there in the future or some, some expertise from your part. So we'll definitely be staying in contact, man. This has been awesome. Thanks for your time, bro. And uh, we look forward to more combos. Absolutely. Any message for any of our hundred viewers who might be <laughs> might be listening to this episode? I would say that there's so, so, so much out there to get involved with, to learn about, to find your passion. There's just so much happening in the world that you don't have to go home and watch TV. You know what I mean? Like just because your coworkers say, oh, bug you for not watching the latest Barbie movie or, or you know, Oppenheimer or whatever, you know, <laughs> the time you spend doing stuff like this and learning about new things and chasing your passion and chasing your dream is going to be so much more worth um, watching <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, totally. I just think there's so much time wasted. Like we do, we only have so much time on this earth, man. And like, especially when you're young, like when you have like your full potential of, of, of brain power and energy and stuff, like, like, I just, I really feel like I don't have a minute to waste and I hope, to inspire other people to get on that kind of train because honestly as as someone you don't have to be that smart you don't have to be that gifted you just have to try and then continue to try as you you know make mistakes and as you fail and you will find people along the way doing the same thing how did i meet you guys right and you know it'll just compound on itself so the the message is spend your time more wisely and you know, it's good to watch TV and stuff sometimes, but do you have to do it every day? Is that going to get you where you want to go? You know what I mean? People scrolling on your phone all the time. You know, I just, I see it all the time. I hate it. It's just horrible. Amen, man. Where can the people find you on the social metaverse? So on Twitter or X, I guess it is now. Uh, I'm uh, the macro man. Uh, the T-H-A, and then Macroman. That's at the Macroman. And uh, we have our Katsuki AI, AI project. I'm in that Discord. I'm in there. And uh, those are probably the two main places to find me. I'm on Discord as well as Macroman. So. Fantastic. Joshua, you're killing it. I don't see a reality, and I think everyone would agree, where you don't succeed and you're not absolutely rich and rich in resources and rich in community and in positive impact. You're gonna, you're, you're absolutely gonna, gonna succeed. Like, like, just have that as a given. And I think we all are. Um, for anybody listening, thank you so much for watching the podcast, for listening, and we'll catch you in the next, next episode. See ya.